0: BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet.
1: Hey, everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here. And today we're going to be talking to the owner of OCR Overload, Aaron Frank. We're also going to be talking about Hildervat and recapping the Jacksonville Spartan from late last month. Aaron, how are you?
0: Good. I'm doing great. The weather's awesome today in Florida. It's not raining.
1: Hey, there so you go. So we're good. Yeah. You know, the weather's actually kind of nice out here as well. It's It's been cold the last couple of months, and now we've kind of, this is going to sound funny, but now that we're up in the 40s, we can start opening our windows. So
0: <laughs> we we got the air conditioner turned on today.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. See for us up here, man, like as soon as we hit forties, we're golden. Just open nice. the windows. Yeah. Just open the windows, get a nice breeze rolling through. And I mean, hell, I used to live in Oklahoma. So like down there, it's like 110, 115 in the spring and the summertime, especially in the summer. And I, I just, I couldn't deal with it. When I moved up here, I was, man, I was basically in heaven, man. I'm like, man, this is great. We're <laughs> 40 degree weather. I am home. Um, awesome. So, uh, so yeah, let's jump right in. Um, OCR overload, um, kind of give us a, an idea, like a recapping of what OCR overload is. Cause I know you've talked with one of our other, you've talked with Lisa before. So yes. Um, so yeah.
0: Um, so when me and Lisa talked, most of the, most of the things that we we're talking about was still on paper. And, um, it wasn't until probably, the week after I talked to Lisa, it got real and it got real fast. Um, the names of the people. So being a race director uh, is a whole lot different than just running a race and running elite because oh, I imagine um, it, it's crazy. So you, you see these people on the race course and they pass you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, back in my, I, I say back in my prime, which I still am with my age group, but back when I was, podium chasing, um, you would get past, you know, it, it wasn't, there wasn't one race that Lindsay Webster, Nicole miracle, uh, Faye, um, or any of them wouldn't pass me in the women's in the women's program. Yeah. You know, they, they'd be passing me. There'd be two more obstacles left, you know, a half a mile or a mile left to here they come. And I'm just like, Okay. I failed again. I'm being passed by the women. I had a 15 minute lead. Um, So it's kind of strange how that works now that I'm in the, I'm in the director's role because now it's like when you see a name, a registration come through like, like Jamie, Aaliyah, Heidi. Oh my gosh, Heidi. She's a beast. uh, Logan, um, the team from uh, Puerto Rico that showed up, we had the um, uh, team that actually won OCR world championship. Um, in the Puerto Rican division actually show up, uh, one place, second one, one, unfortunately got really cold at the end. Um, it it was a brutal race, the weather in Florida, my gosh, but it, it's really weird. So when I'm seeing these registrations come in and I'm seeing these names, it's like, man, I just want to race against (laughs) them. (laughs) Forget being a race director. My gosh, I want to get in there. I want to have fun. I want to play, you know? we were so for, for so long with this whole COVID thing. And I got to give a race director, uh, Julie and, um, her builder, Jason, a lot of credit for this. You know, they're up in an area where she was literally told she was crazy for holding OCRs last year. And I have to tell you, and and I'm not shy to tell the world this she has taken OCR by storm with her, uh, race and development, Phoenix races. And She's leading a way for a lot of us to actually learn. It's okay to have a race where you only have a thousand people. Yeah, It's okay to only have a race where you have, you know, 1200 people, 800 people, you know, we need the big boxes like Spartan and Savage OCR world championship. Um, I don't even think Indian mud run is, 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 a is in my league. They're so far up here and I'm way down here. Um, cause Hubie's always done such a phenomenal job with what he's done with his team and his development staff and his obstacles. And, uh, there's so many role models leading into where me and Lisa were talking. Mm-hmm. And when about a week after when it got real, I mean, it hit me, holy crap. I'm actually holding my first OCR without, you know, a lot of help mm-hmm. from the big boxes that I used to build for. Being a builder and being an athlete, I got to see so many different things and characteristics of the different races. Um, And one thing that always drove me crazy is I'm obstacle heavy. I'm not that type of runner that can run consistently seven minute miles. Now, I've got a 730 in me, but it's one. (laughs) <laughs> and then my heart rate is through the roof, and I don't have the energy, and I don't have the oxygen inside my body to actually really do the obstacles the way that it is, mm-hmm. um, the way they're supposed to do them the right way. Because everyone who designs an obstacle, there's a certain way that they do it to where you can breeze through it. You just have to learn how to do that obstacle efficiently. Um, so when you have other racing companies out there, and this is something that me and Lisa were talking about with um, you know twelve obstacles in a five k. Come on. It's like a trail run in a sense, because we still have that to where, Oh, you're crossing a river. That's an obstacle. You know, oh, we're going to yeah. walk you through the mud. It's an obstacle. It's called mud. now I'd rather give somebody a 50 po- 55 pound sandbag and say, there's 1600 feet of mud. Let's go play. you <laughs> right, know? Exactly. Um, But yeah. And these are things that I've learned from all these other racing directors leading up to where I was talking with Lisa about the differences between what i'm trying to accomplish and what everybody else is doing um so that race that particular race um let's just be completely honest the weather sucked um we were 6 days ahead of build day one of build we had every single rig off the ground and i had 15, 14 rigs 14 actual apparatuses 14 up off the ground obstacle heavy upper body rigs uh you know well besides the low rig which was your whole body which oh my god don't even want to talk about that because people still hate me <laughs> that's awesome um but yeah day one we had the weather was so good we had everything off the ground i mean then it was just a matter of you know okay uh put the rings up get the low rig up do this do that and, you know it was the the finer things and the safeties and going through and then calling your audibles you know being like spartan okay well hey you know what I'm going to add another half a mile, this direction to this race, just to throw people off because it's not on the map, you yeah. know, uh, fun stuff like that. Um, but we were so far ahead and the weather was so beautiful. The week of the build. all of a sudden phones going nuts, watches going nuts. People are calling me, Hey, you got this massive storm that's coming to Florida from nowhere. You might want to look at this. I look and I'm like, oh, it's just a Florida storm. It'll be done raining by 730 in the morning because that's what (laughs) the app's showing, right? Yeah. Race day, 430 in the morning, my alarm goes off. I wake up. When I tell you this course was marked, um, some of the other podcasts with some of the other elite runners that ran it said there was no way to get lost on that course unless somebody kicked one of the course markings to the mud because- you were on a motocross track park that was clay and there was people walking on the track that were sinking into their knees. It was brutal. I mean, it, it helped me because OCR overload, everything's about overload. You know, it's not a cakewalk thing. And the reason why OCR overload is named that is because I would rather have more obstacles and less running for people that used to be me. That is still me. 200 and 240 plus pounds, 250 plus pounds that doesn't have an opportunity to go to a big box and actually do more than three obstacles. You know, we've need to get people off the cup. So with Lisa and talking with Lisa about it, you know, explaining to her, she's like, you're nuts. How in the world are you going to do all these obstacles? (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, it's, it's a group of individuals. It's the staff that I had that came in, um, Paul came in from Atlanta, Georgia. Kimmy came in from South Carolina. She was our kids' director. Um, Travis from uh, Pierce Tree came in. Uh, the team, um, OCR Tristy, uh, led by uh, Sadi, uh, they came in on Friday uh, the, and they set up their tents. Okay. And because I do something different as a race director, I allow team tents in the festival area. You got to. And this is why I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's windy. I don't care if it's too hot. The festival is the festival. Yeah. That's where things come alive. Um, and for people like uh, Iron Ant Fitness, uh, Team More Heart Than Scars, uh, Trinity, uh, TF Warriors, um, Get It Fitness, even Team, and you're going to love this one Team Reefer Mudness. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. They are the absolute life of a festival. Area, let me tell you. I bet four o'clock in the our four thirty alarm goes off. I get to the venue at five. You ready for this one? Venue's destroyed. Oh my gosh! Tents that have been weighted down with over hundred pounds are hundred and twenty to three hundred yards away. <sighs> I had one of my tents that was a car. Uh, I had uh, two carports, the ten by twenties. Yeah, that were side by side. They were on top of one of the kids' apparatus. Huh. Yes they were crazy. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, am I seeing this? I'm like, okay, it happens. Now, how do I fix this? Man, we went into, it wasn't panic mode at that moment, but we went into holy crap. And the weather at that point, it was downpouring. Um, and it was supposed to stop at six 30 to seven 30. Everyone's app showed it. People, people started showing up literally at 545 (laughs) to come in the hype was there the hype was there this was the race you're coming in from um phoenix you are coming in i had a blessing and the blessing was five countries and 47 states hell yeah that's awesome that to me and and that to me was like completely eye-opener like when we go back to looking at the registrations and you see the Jamie's, the Heidi Williams, the the uh, Ashley's, uh, the Logan's, you know, yeah. and you see that and you're like, yeah. these people actually are coming to my race. These are the people I want to race with. Um, so all the different team members that showed up early, they jumped in. Um, David, um, he's a family member from More Heart Than Scars. Yeah. Um, he stepped out with More Heart Than Scars big help. Oh my gosh. Um, there was, there was about six or seven from the team more heart than scars that came in. They're like, what do you need us to do? We're here for you. You're here for us. You know, you volunteer and you step out on the course with us every single race that you can. Um, you know, what do you need from us? And we went into mode. Um, Joey lost his tent. Unfortunately, it got destroyed. So it was, Hey, I got his tent. That's still in the bag. Grab that, get, get it up, and get your team taken care of. You know, I'll be there, you know, once because my idea was to really, um, but the, so mass chaos was going on. Um, I wanted to nothing more than to take the microphone and drop it and step out with that team. That was going to be my reward for putting this race out. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen though, but that's okay. Uh, there's always other races, and of course, there's such a great group of people, um, to be able to walk with. Um, But now the festival area is put back together. I've got my beloved Desiree with me, who um, I didn't know much of at all, getting ready to sing the national anthem. We're stuck in a souped up uh, golf cart trying to get around so we can go kick off on time the national anthem. Um, We get around, national anthem hits, and I'm sitting here looking at 77 elite men ready just to launch and have fun. And I'm just like, wow, there, you know, there's times when we take for granted, you know, 30 people are going to show up for men elite 25 are going to show up for women's elite. Here's 77 men getting ready to kick off. We're talking People from team MIT, we're talking iron at fitness. We're talking, get it fitness. We're talking, um, air force Ken. we're, I mean, so many people are there and I'm just like, this <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, they're going to hate me. So did my little opening speech explained to them, Hey, for safety reasons, don't worry about kicking a bell. Don't worry about bells. What I want you to do is go all the way through the obstacle. Okay. Um, and we, said let's go and we went and these men had a blast and the course started and they went off fast and man they went they went off so fast and so strong covid did not exist (laughs) no i'm serious they just decimated it just (laughs) man let me tell you it was it was when they ran by me before i sent them in the first water obstacle when it was only 52 degrees outside (laughs) that's that's warm to us That's warm. Yes. To you guys. And to a lot of people that were, yeah. And to a lot of people that were on that starting grid, they came from up north. Yeah. You know, they were like, watch this when their legs lock up, I'm going to pass them. And oh my gosh, 13 male lead changes in this race. Wow. Yes. This, this was not one or two people going out strong and then leaving the pack. Oh my gosh. The videotapes don't lie. The, the, um, GoPros and, you know, the pitchers, it's just like, wow, now there's a newly, who's that, you know, who's this, who's that. Yeah. You're really going not tell because there were muddies, but the, the rigs that got them and, and I love it because when you went through swamp battle alley there with Trinity fitness nonprofit, um, I'm going to that race. I'm going to try to run that race. And as well, I'm bringing obstacles to that race, uh, with Brian. So, you know, one of those, uh, run locals, yeah. You know, nonprofit organizations, uh, 501c3 for Trinity Fitness. Um, they they take all of their funds from this race and they put it into gym memberships and into the gym so that people can actually afford to get off the couch.
1: Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more
0: at BeastNetPod. Right, the, the men kicked off. Where they got in trouble was right after Swamp Battle with Gibbons. I didn't have that on the map for a reason. (laughs) Surprise. Yep. And they were just like, well, here's the thing. I did six lanes of it. You know, I'm that guy that if I'm going to have this many obstacles, if there's going to be an obstacle that I know that I have, and I'm not Superman, I struggle with that obstacle. That obstacle to me never should be in an OCR. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? It is so fun to make people do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the the Gibbons. Um, and then uh, 75 feet later was the Twister. So you went from oh, yeah. Gibbons to Twister, which was awesome. Um, then, you know, low rig, then a really nice trail run. You went around to Hildervat's uh, five obstacle gauntlet, which really messed everybody up. You went around to the Muddy Abyss, which was more like a water swim with a 55-pound sandbag carry. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that really got a lot of people was that gauntlet at the end, it was 26 feet tall and 70 feet long. You had monkey bars that were inverted that went to flat. Mm -hmm. Then you had a um, vertical cargo that led into an A-frame cargo that led down to two ropes that you had to go across. Then it led to the floating walls. Um, that obstacle right there, And I wanted to cry so bad because there was a lady, um, and I'm not, um, I got her wristband and I didn't want to, I was with her there for about a half an hour. She was in first place and she's a rock star, um, part of MIT. Um, the weather was not in her favor because she's a homegrown Florida girl and she's used to the warmer elements and uh, a couple of the other athletes that passed her, um, actually live up in the Northern areas. So, you know, they were more adaptive to the coldness that we actually had, but the ladies did a lot better job than men did because the ladies followed directions. Um, us men don't follow directions at all. Of course time. not. No, Of course not. No, we, you know what we do? We, we drive inside. around.
1: Yeah. We get lost a couple of times. We try to reevaluate and then, yes. and, yeah. And then what? 40 minutes later, we're like, fine. Yeah, we'll yeah. ask for directions. Fine.
0: Yes. Um, our lead pack tripped over the marker and then kicked over a cone and got off course. Oh my gosh. And you can see it on video, the guy's foot wrapped up and then you hear one of the other people in one of the other videos go, we're going the wrong way. And then my guy that was there, Larry was smart enough to realize, no, they're in a lead pack. Every, I mean, everyone was together. No one was separated. It was the most craziest thing I've ever seen. There was 77 guys that actually hit the suspension bridges at the same time. Huh. That's there awesome. was no gap. So uh, Larry was smart enough, and I was on the other side when I watched it. Larry was smart enough to let them go, and then we we're going to round. We we're going to make them do a loop to loop to get back on course. Huh. Um, but the ladies had the pain of a trail walk with 62 pounds of concrete, two hands concrete, one in each hand, um uh, 37 or 30, I think they're 32 pounds, 33 pounds each, something like that. So 66 pounds or something. And it's, it, it was, it was one of those carries that was meant to separate the pack. Yeah. Um, and you put, you put those carries in there normally later on, but I wanted that carry in the front because when you got to those obstacles, I didn't have easy obstacles. I mean, yes, we had rings. Yes. We had monkey bars. Yes. We had the rope climb. Um, we had that low rig, that low rig is, that low rig was 50 feet wide or 50 feet long, by the way. Wow. Um, yeah, you went up in a tube, you hit the first ladder, then you went over to the uh, swinging ladder. You hit that. Then you went over to another one, which is the floating walls. Then you went to the pipes and then you rang the bell. Um, everyone that missed that one and lost their band, um nine of them went back after the race and asked if they could do it again. Wow. And one guy was there for an hour and forty-two minutes before he got it. He said, There's no way in heck he's given up his band to a bleeping low rig that sits five <laughs> feet off the ground. Hey, but yeah, that, he uh, the determination, he sat, man. Yeah, I mean it's and it just proved to me again. I mean, at that point we had by the time he got to the low rig, you already did. 13 obstacles. And then you yeah. still had all those rigs at the end. You still had, um, the tire carry, the tire pole, you had sandbag carry, you had a low crawl, you had the rope. I mean, you had so many obstacles at the end of that race. Damn, still yeah. When you were at the low rig, just to go, wow, he wasn't playing. He's bringing an arsenal of Damn, obstacles yeah. for us to play. With. Um, so yeah, ladies got done. Um, uh, men end up finished, uh, Uh, Logan uh, from St. Augustine, Florida, Uh, Ray from uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, Noel from uh, Orange Park, Florida. That's how the men finished. And then you had Jamie, Aaliyah, and Heidi. Um, And I learned so much from that race that I am bringing every one of those obstacles and more for the July race. There you go. (laughs) There you go. go. Uh, which Which is amazing. You're not kidding when you say overload. Um, no, I mean, the, think about the kids race too, man. I mean, I had, I had, uh, a 30- I'm sure the parents will be happy because they'll sleep well. Yes. Right. There I had go. one guy come up to me and he goes, um, you know, when you were doing your live videos and I was looking at this, I thought this was the adults course. <laughs> and I said, nobody, yeah. I said, I, I, I said, I don't want to step on any other race director's toes, but I am tired of kids. Just going for a half mile run, having two obstacles, and that's it. you know, I had, oh my gosh, um, I had vertical cargo for them, okay I had um, the monkey bars. Now remember they're inverted and diverted with 10 feet in the middle of flat monkey bars, okay? So you had 30 feet of monkey bars for the kids. It wasn't in, in yeah, and by the way, yeah like the adults, you know, the adults I do, I went six wide on a lot of things with the kids. I went six wide on a lot of things. Um, I even gave them their own multi-rig. I had rings, ropes, pipes, everything for those kids too. Um, four foot wall, two foot wall, unders, overs, um, fireman hose wrap, uh, the spider wrap. We took, uh, I think 900 feet of uh, fire hose in the first section. And then wrapped it all every which way. Mm-hmm. And then I went and got another 1500 feet of fire hose. And just we, we, Kimmy did such an amazing job with everybody. Um, Cherie, James helped her with that one. Cherie and James helped her with that one as well. Um, Paul um, helped with that one. And they made it to where you weren't getting through it. Let wow. me tell you, these little kids went through it and one of the parents um one of the parents came to me and said you know my daughter is actually trying out for um another another racing development company uh for their junior program you know can she take a second lap take as many as you want it's it's perfectly fine yeah i said if your daughter does as good as i think she's going to do for my next race you know i'll make an exception you'll have to sign an insurance waiver and a liability waiver and she can go on the 5k with you i oh, said yeah. 10k race may be a little too much for her but we'll you know we'll cross that path when we need to he was like are you serious next thing you know i see this young lady rip this kid's course apart and i'm like he goes well i guess she didn't wait for me she's already out there <laughs> i'm like that's your daughter <laughs> he goes yeah that's my daughter she runs six minute miles as she was doing the obstacles <laughs> And yeah, let me tell you, this, this young lady made me realize how much we're really missing it. Uh, Lionheart Fitness is a, is another nonprofit. If you haven't followed the routine, I love nonprofits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they're, they're a nonprofit that works with kids and they are so blessed. Um, I watch their videos a lot and I wanted to take a lot of the things that they have at their gyms that the kids are actually doing. And I wanted to make it happen um, because kids get pushed to the side. Adults, when they go to a run, they leave their kids at a babysitter, leave their kids at a parent's house or, or whatnot. And we just go out and we spend, we're used to spending Four hundred dollars a weekend, eight hundred dollars a weekend—very easy right now between yeah. travel, room, board, and tickets and everything else. Which you know, which what me and Lisa were talking about. She was like, "Are you nuts? You're only charging seventy nine dollars, and you're giving people fifty percent off codes." I said, "It's not about money. If I can break even and still provide this type of OCR for people, that's what we need to do." Yeah, and it's the you know. Lisa made Lisa made a lot of good sense to me. I, I'm not charging enough. I need to charge more.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And the and the thing is, um, like I had talked about with um, Victoria from Phoenix and, um, yes. and I talked to Heidi, uh, Heidi Williams, not too long ago. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when people when people discover some of these, I don't want to say like well like you said the non big box um, mm-hmm. type races um when you discover something like that that is going to challenge you and it gives you maybe not even just the equivalent but maybe even more during mm-hmm. that race money money for the for the attendee is no no issue like they're exactly. not they're not worried about spending that little bit extra or whatever mm-hmm. you know they're there for the experience and exactly and so i mean I'm sure you could probably charge an exorbitant fee, but that's not you. No, you know. And that's it never you will be all. either. Yeah. Um, and and I think like you said, you know, it's about providing a it's about providing a quality event, but not breaking exactly.
0: bank. Yes. And you're you're on point with that. I mean, if we, you know, and, and I love Spartan. Joe has been a leader in this whole uh movement. And mm-hmm. and I used to build for him. I mean, I've. I think I still have volunteer codes I've never used. Um, if I if I go back and I look, um, there was a time when we can run a sprint for fifty nine dollars. Yeah. There was a time when the super only cost eighty nine dollars, yep. and there was a time when a beast only cost one hundred nine. There and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You know, insurance companies, lawsuits, um, logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that these trusses are not cheap. Mm. These trusses are anywhere um, when you get them from China after payment, shipping and everything. You're looking at eight to nine hundred dollars for a ten to a twelve foot truss Jeez. one. So when when you're looking at these apparatuses that that we use, I mean not not walls, you know not not you know not the four foot walls, the six foot walls, the eight foot walls, the triple sevens. None, of, I mean, not even the cost of that stuff. Particular, but the actual cost that really goes into um, it—these trusses ain't cheap—and then we have equipment. You know, Um, I think my rental equipment for this last race was close to thirty-five hundred dollars just for the equipment to rent to safe. Now you don't have to use equipment to put it up, but um, you ain't being safe. So the equipment plus the cost of the trusses and the bolts and everything else—I mean. Man, I think there's there's eight or nine five gallon buckets of bolts that I used Oh, um, put in yes, put in all these together. Um, and then you have your tools. I mean, you got your impact wrenches, you got your bits, you got your batteries, you got your extra batteries, you got your chargers, not to mention caution tape that men don't want to follow. You know, <laughs> you just hard headed, that's Ladies, all right. Let me tell you, yes. Ladies, let me tell you, thank you for being brutally honest and thank you for being brutally smart um, and, and following guidelines and directions because without you guys, we'd be lost.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder if um, but Mr. yeah, Green is, all of it, um, you know, when you, when you look at that, so I get Joe's standpoint, I get Savage's standpoint. I mean, I'm getting ready to sign up for the world's toughest. Um, that, that's going to be a good race for me. Um, also getting, you were talking about Phoenix a second ago. Um, Julie and Jason are getting ready to launch triathlon. Okay. Um, so secretly I've been training for Ironman. Um, I'm going to do it because people like me who are diabetic, um, really don't have an opportunity to do events that take that long of a time period. When we do something being diabetic, um, you're, you know, you're either type one or type two. Oh, you're like me. I have a pancreas that produces releases and it whenever it wants, it'll drop down to 10 to 20 and it's lights out. Our it'll go up to six, 700, sometimes 800. And it could be, you know, Hey, I'm going to go to bed for a couple of days. You know, it's hard to recover from those. Um, So with Phoenix getting ready to launch this triathlon, you know, for a, a director for me from Florida to say, Hey, that's brilliant. And you know what? I have no problem helping you promote that because I'll probably be racing it too. Um, you know, and that's what it's about. It's, it's about helping the people that have helped you get to where you're at today. Um, it doesn't matter what you can call me OCR overload and you can say, Hey, I went to Aaron's race. Hey, this guy's sick. He, you know, he didn't know <laughs> I was there. He had 40 damn obstacles. He didn't know who I was. No. You know, I didn't tell them when I, you know, when I went through registration, you know, Hey, call Aaron for me so I can say hi to him. But then you see it on social media, all these other racing directors that showed up and you're just like, Oh, wow. I, man, that's yeah. just nuts and crazy. So for us in Florida with Hilderbot racing with swamp battle um, OCR, uh, with OCR Overload, uh, with Heidi Williams, uh, with Joseph over at Get It, um, that does the DECAs. Uh, him and Heidi do the DECAs. And let me tell you, man, there's so much camaraderie between all of us. And that's where OCR really needs to be, is with the camar- camaraderie. Not just with the directors, but with the teams. Um, like, for example, um, Team MIT. Oh, my gosh, they're beast. Um, uh, TF Warriors um, swamp hobbits. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> swamp uh, hobbits. That's awesome. Have you seen them? No, I have not. Oh my gosh. The swamp hobbits. Oh my gosh. This guy, Donald is a part of Trinity fitness. Um, and he's a, um, great man, great Christian guy. Um, he's one of the people that you can look at and truly know where his heart is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he'll tell you how it is. Um, and when he tells you he's going to be there, he's there and it, there's no question about it. He's there. Um, he, swamp hobbits. Uh, first time I met them was at the, um, swamp battle back in uh, 2020. Uh, it's like so long ago. Right. But we're already in March. I mean, some of right. us have already had three and four OCRs already this year. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, wow, crazy. Um, but yeah, that people like that, um, just, uh, Make the world of OCR what it is. That yeah. it goes back to what we we're talking about with the team tents in the festival area. Why wouldn't you? I don't need to charge a team that is showing up with 50, 60 people. I don't need to charge them $800 for a tent. I don't need to charge them what other people do, $1,000. No. Listen, these are my vendors. These are the people who paid for their advertising. And this is where I want all of you guys in the middle Yep. I want you guys with your tents. I want you guys smiling, happy, bring your chairs, kick back. You don't have to worry about me kicking you out. Have fun because, yep. um, what happened is like me and you, you know, we met because of Lisa and Don and things of that nature. Yep. Um, but what if you're walking by and I was sitting down there on a chair, it wasn't even my race, Sam coming up to your guys' neck of the woods and doing a race, but I'm in a team tent. Right. And I'm just sitting down. You're like, I think that's it. That's Aaron. Hey, that's Aaron, right? And now all of a sudden, guess what? There's Aaron. We start talking. We're away from the microphones. We're away from social media. Uh, We're the same people we were when we first met each other. Exactly. That's what OCR is about. It's about a community. So um, being able to bring these tents and being able to allow other team members and other teams to. Affiliate with other teams, um, not outside in their cars, but actually inside their element. Um, I may not know it, but somebody right now um, could be watching this and they could say, man, I, I struggle from PTSD. You know, I didn't know Aaron was a firefighter for 15 years man, he's seen some crap, you know, I need to get in contact with them. People don't know that, you know, OCR is about bringing people together to save a life. It's about helping other people take these obstacles. And it goes back to with Lisa, Aaron, why do you have so many obstacles? Because I might be there one day with my hand holding out on a six foot wall. And you happen to be coming up and going, oh, thank God, there's somebody there to help me. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to walk around it. Yeah. If no one's there and you can't go over a six foot wall yourself, you're going to face plant and then your whole OCR experience is terrible. Yeah. That's not what OCR is. OCR is about helping people through the obstacles so that they feel comfortable later on in life reaching out to us, me, you, Don, Lisa, yeah. uh, Joey from More Heart Than Scars, Zach from More Hearts Than Scars, Erica from More Hearts Than Scars, uh, Julie from Phoenix, Jason from Phoenix, uh, Heidi from down South Florida here. I mean, Brian from Swami. Mean, that's what it's about. It's about taking ourselves out of the equation and just happen to be there in that moment to help that person. Exactly. Um, And that's what I think really separates um, a lot of us race directors. um, Because I know that Brian um, from um, Swamp Battle, he was dirty at the Spartan race. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Brian looked like he got his teeth kicked in more than once. (laughs) And I can't wait to see his GoPro footage because he had his GoPro on the whole time. Um, And, Seeing, okay, again, two race directors right there. Well, guess what? Dan from Hilderbat was right there. Heidi was there. There's four race directors. Now, all of a sudden, Joseph's there. There's five race directors. Here's five race directors. And guess who comes walking up? Garfield. Here are six people that love what they do and love to help challenge others to help them in this lost world. So, you know, would we be able to all get together? At that one moment in time, if it wasn't for OCR, probably not. I mean, I'm sure it could be arranged, but you it's know how hard like, that is right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, well, especially right now, but even, even yeah. under normal, like quote unquote normal circumstances without all the, you know, without the shadow of COVID, and all, yes. you know, that would be quite the task to get seven race directors together and, you know, to actually have you know, unless you've all pre-planned to be at one specific, you know, big box event together, you know, but we're talking yeah. about racing, you know, racing local, mm. local, local, mm. going to other local and supporting. Yes. And, and that's, that's like you said, that's the beauty of the whole thing. And, and, um, you know, I bring this, bring this up every, every episode, I think that I've ever been a part of where we talk about the community and how important it is. Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I have, assisted in a race that i don't even know their name you know like you know somebody (laughs) yeah like you got somebody that's you know Mm -hmm. like you said struggling on six foot wall or you know inverted wall or something like that inverted wall for me i absolutely hate inverted wall and i can't tell you how many times people that i don't even know have helped me over it and you know and it's like the second you get you get up there it's like you turn around and hey who needs help or you know you slide over exactly
0: you know there's somebody
1: over off on this side that you know maybe can't get over it and yep. everybody else that's following you already has a handle on it you just you know adjust over help out you know where you can um yep. you know we did a we did a tough mutter um geez, i think it was late 2019 um we did a tough mutter and uh we were running alongside um one of their ambassadors charity fick um yeah. and she um she kind of you know, it was kind of funny because we had actually only signed up for, um, the 5k and, okay. and so, but she, because she's a racing batter our ambassador and we know her, she was like, ah, just come with me. Follow me. We'll do the whole 12k. <laughs> so We did the whole 12k. And, and really the only reason behind it is she, um, Don had talked to her and Don really wanted to shock the shit out of myself and, um, our other host, Mike. And, um, mm-hmm. cause he, he loves to torture Mike cause Mike's his best friend has been his best friend <laughs> since preschool. And so he, he loves to put us through our paces and, um, but you know, honestly, I love it. So yeah. during that event, we actually, had these, um, these really deep mud pits, probably like six, six and a half feet deep. nice um, And they were, geez, probably like seven or eight of them. And. You just jump in and water's like knee to waist deep, depending on, you know, which pit you're in. (laughs) And, you know, you've got probably like 40 plus people in these things and you, you don't know half these people at all. Like, unless you came with a big team, but we, we didn't and you get in there and it's like, you have no idea who these people are, but you know, they've got you know, maybe, maybe they're the only ones left in there. They helped everybody else from their team out and their team just kind of forgot about them or something, you know, it happens. (laughs) It does. It it happens. You know, I can't tell you, there's been a couple of times where I've left my team just because I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to push myself a little bit. I'm sure I'll get to an obstacle where I'm kind of stuck and I'll help people. Or, you know, if I get help, I'll help people until you guys catch up, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, you see, you see all these people that you know, you could, you can help out. And that's, that's where a lot of the connection for me comes in. Cause I've yes. met a lot of people on the course that until that moment, I had no idea who they were. Exactly. And, and I've developed some pretty good friendships out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, with, with like the festival grounds, putting the the team tents uh, in the festival, to me, that's a brilliant idea. Um, you know, you, it's basically like, that is the, like the epicenter, the heart of, what this community is basically about the yes. the community, you know? And, and I mean, I'm, it, there's no question about it. We don't just come to OCR events just to do the race. I mean, we come to party and hang out and meet people and, and have a good time. Like that's, it's kind of like a, a mini vacation of sorts.
0: Yes, and and it, it is. You're right.
1: And you know, there's been plenty of times where, like you said, you know, you're walking along and, and you, you look over and you see yeah. like, Holy shit. There's an elite athlete like, and you just go talk to them and they're, they're super down to earth people. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, uh, you know, they're not like super into their own ego and all that. You know, you can talk to them. It's like, what other sport can you do that for the price of admission that you paid? You know, you can't do that in football. You can't do that in, you know, baseball or soccer, hockey, NASCAR. You can't do any of that. Mm -hmm. You you pay the price of admission and then you go and hang out with these people. And it's like a, it's like a giant
0: meet and greet. Yes. But
1: you have fun with these people alongside you. And it's, it's, it's really cool. man. And,
0: and, you know, to, to top that off, you know, this week at the Spartan race woods, uh, woodsy, my gosh, his last race that he had in Florida was uh Hilderbot at the first right. one at the beaches. And, um, he missed the, the ax throw. <clears throat> he missed the ax throw. <laughs> And then he goes to run and he trips over his foot, uh, oh. just barely hits his foot, just like taps it, and uh, he finished second. So, uh, oh. seeing, yeah. So, when Woodsy was coming off of the um, slip wall, I scream, and he was in first. I mean, he had it. All he had to do was cross the finish line. He could have rolled a few times and, and still had it. So, I scream at him watch out for the Hilderbat axe. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And um he came over, um he came over to where we were at. He was walking to his uh, uh he was walking to his vehicle after um after he crossed the finish line and stuff. And he goes, you know, I gotta tell you. He goes, I heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was like, Yeah, I screamed it. That was me. Yeah, I did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of that, um, you know, it's it's sometimes it's about the little digs that you can get with other people, you know. Yes. Not that, you know, not that it's you know, some people probably getting into OCR for the first time, probably think, Oh, that was, that was kind of a dick move, but you know, I mean, it's, I it, know, you know, in all honesty, it's just fun. Like yes. you know, we, we dig at each other, you know um, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, to me it's like, there's just this, I always feel like there's this raw, like this raw beauty, almost like a um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's almost like just, it's just carnal fun. You know what I mean? Like there's yes. this carnality about it. There's, you know, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that's like, I guess prohibited in a way, you know what I mean? It's just, it's fun. Right. You know, you don't hold back. You have, you have a blast and sometimes you dig at each other, but you, while you're out there, you give every, every single bit that you've got, you've got, yes. you know, whether you've got 95% or a hundred percent,
0: you know, you're giving it everything. Um, and, when I stopped running for podiums, um, and I started helping people, um, there's a whole different world of training for this. Um, yeah. and, and I will say, I will say this briefly, um, I'm going to bring up, uh, Joey from More Heart than Scars. Um, this man is, this man is phenomenal. Um, many people don't know what he actually does behind the scenes to prepare himself for a race. Um, There is nutrition, there's cardio and there are workouts and he is, he's a beast. Um, I wish I could put him on here so he could hear me actually talk about him like this. Um, you know, he starts his day with two hours of cardio. Um, most people can't even focus at work for two hours in one day. Um, it gets, it gets better. Um, he then works out. Um, and then, you know, like everybody else, he has to go to work and he works and he works. He takes phone call after phone call, text message after text message, um, not just from people in his area, people all over the place. Um, I've introduced him to a couple people that needed help. He's never once not picked up his phone and helped him um, talk to him, um, you know, where these his bands and uh, his bands on the back um, have our suicide prevention number on it. And, you know, obviously, um, we always tell Vets Press 1 because um, Joey and Zach are truly in the business of saving lives. Um, but people don't see what goes on, you know, behind Helping. And where I'm going with this is um, for for an elite athlete, you train for a 45 minute race, you train for a two hour race, you train for a four hour race, uh, you have a running coach, you have a weightlifting coach, you have a nutrition coach, um, you have a life coach, um, and, and most of us see therapists. <laughs> I mean, most of us do. So you got, you got six people right there on the side. Okay, yeah. that people don't see us having to work with as elite runners. But what people don't see is, you know, um, the people like Joey's, um, Joey in particular. And then I am going to talk about him. He is amazing because he wakes up, he goes for a two-hour run, he eats, he works out, he goes to work. If he doesn't get everything in, when he gets off work, guess what he does? He goes and finishes. Of it, yeah, he goes and finishes. He gets the rest of, the rest of it in. in. Um, it's, it's called dedication to saving a life. Um, he has taught me so much, uh, over the last couple of years. Um, not with myself, but how to accept those phone calls, not being afraid to answer your phone when it rings, um, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, Don was a part of, um, <clears throat> in Lisa, and I think you did it too. The Silver Spartans 5k. Uh, no, that would have been Mike, Mike. Okay. Mike did it. Yeah, cause um, I was,
1: I was off on my hiatus cause uh, we would actually just had a kid. So yeah. Oh, that's okay.
0: I remember now. Um, it was Mike. I thought it was you, but it was Mike. Um, so we did the Silver spark five can I'll never forget this. Um, social media platform OCR you know and this is what um what really did it was you guys did a podcast about it somebody saw it I shared it uh you know it got shared everywhere but um somebody reached out to me um because they ex their ex-firefighter uh getting ready to uh, shoot themselves um I dealt with the situation took my wristband off flipped it over you know gave them the number said. I know you're not a vet, but I need you to press one. Press one. Yeah. You, you know anyone who has dealt with traumatic scenes needs to know press one. Yeah. Uh, I I was late. I text Joey. Man, I need you. I need you now. Um, phone rang. It was Joey, and I was having so much trouble because most of the things that this man was telling me, I've seen. Yeah. I've had to deal with. Um, so again, going back to what we do, it's OCR and it's like what you were just saying, you know, I don't know this person. I'm in the middle of a mud hole. That's about six and a half feet deep. I don't know who they are. I got to put my hand on their butt and they got to get going. (laughs) You know, it's, it's OCR, um, so, yeah, it is. And that just goes with exactly what you were just saying. But there's so much prep work um, in doing the different things and the different levels that is amazing um, that people don't see. And thankfully, because of this podcast and the love that you guys have and the opportunities that you guys give us local race directors. We're able to share those things with you guys, which helps spread awareness. And that's where we need to focus. Um, oh, listen, OCRs are fun. I love building them. I love designing new obstacles. I've got, I've got a rig in my backyard. I've got a multi rig in my front yard and I've got a four foot wall, six foot wall, invert wall, two tire flips, monkey bars, rings, um, uh, rope climb, spear throw Atlas, uh, and a whole bunch of other things in my yard. And I take for granted, I really do. I take for granted that, um, when I got off the couch, I really didn't have a support staff. There wasn't a support staff. It was a personal decision for me to get off the couch weighing 260 pounds. It was a decision I had to make. But thanks to you guys, making sure that race directors um, from the Chattanooga area, the Florida area, the Texas area, you know, the Washington area, the Portland area, you know, Minnesota and those, we all now have a connection. And that's really due to the hard work that you guys put together. And to me, I'm very grateful. To be a part of something that's bigger than me, because this really is. Um, I may run into you, or I may have ran into you at a different race, mm-hmm. and would never have known it. But thankfully, these podcasts um, reach just so many different people, and there's so many different elements yeah. of OCR that no one understands. Yeah, I completely
1: 100% agree, man, and I, I thank you for that. And now a word from our sponsors.
0: Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA flagging or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs.
1: And we're back. The thing that I kind of wanted to to kind of want to go back a little bit is um and you mentioned that you were you were saying that a lot of these guys have um, they're training for a forty-five minute race, or you know, mm-hmm. however long, whatever their race is, with distance or trail runs and all that. But you know, not everybody trains specifically for these things, and and mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing is like what you were saying about with the importance of community and especially with the importance of reaching out to people and um, saving lives is that some of these people they're not training specifically for a race; they're training because if they if they don't do something to occupy their time, they're, you know, they're basically saving their own life. I mean, you, you yes. know, some people are training for 45 minute race. Some people mm-hmm. are training for, for their life. Yes. And, you know, and, and that it was, might sound silly to, to like, mm-hmm. it might sound silly to some to, to think, Oh, OCR saves people's lives. You're you're damn right. It does
0: every day. Because, yeah. It, because every day
1: you it's not just the connections. It's mm-hmm. not just, Um, you know, it's not just the races it's exactly it's, it's the purpose behind it. It gives you basically a drive to challenge yourself to do something else. Cause I Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's been a couple of times where it's like, I don't, I don't want to do a race, but I get off my, (laughs) I get off my ass and I, you know, I get off my ass and I go and I go work for it because there's a purpose behind it. And some people, some people really enjoy the challenge, you know, enjoy the challenge. I'm one of those people. You know, I, I personally feel like, um, and I mean, I'll say it right now, not, not just to promote it, but I personally feel like overload would be my kind of event to go to. The reason I say that is because my run game sucks. Like I can't, I can't go long distances Mm -hmm. at a constant pace. Um, I have really no endurance in that aspect. Um, but I mean, you put me, you put me in obstacles, you put me behind weights, you put me moving all kinds of, um, you know, just mass or whatever, you know, yes. you, you put something to, to like make my mind work and I love it. Like that, that right yes. there, that is my, that's what I gravitate to. Um mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times I go to these events that I dread going in between obstacles because I, I don't want to run. I want to be in yeah. obstacles 24 yeah. seven on these races. I got I a lot care. of us. Yeah. I wouldn't care if I had, had to go through, a hard ass obstacle and then 30 feet down the line there's another hard ass obstacle. Guess what? I'm doing it because yeah. I would rather do that than run. I mean, that's just me. Um, but the challenge that that's the thing that that really keeps me going. It keeps my mind yeah. focused. I'm not worried about all the other shit in life that is bothering me. I'm not worried about the things that are holding me back. Um, you know, I'm not worried about all of these other things. Um, and at this, you know, at the end because um, we all feel it at the end, there's mm-hmm. that, you know, there's that joy. There's that, that sense yes. of accomplishment, you know, and even, even just yeah. that yeah. little, even just that little bit could be the difference between life and death for, for any attendee. So, yes. And, and you nailed it because
0: it goes back to my, my theory about obstacles. Um, I can have 30 obstacles in a 5k race. I could have. 50 obstacles 75 obstacles in a a 10k 15k race but let me ask you this question if they're all the same obstacles and they're not challenging uh, let's put monkey bars in the same obstacle course four times well i'm going to put monkey bars in the middle of a pond floating on um floating on 55 gallon drums because that's just me i'll do it it's logistics (laughs) yeah okay well he had monkey bars in his race twice tell me about the monkey bars well It wasn't just your typical monkey bars. This, this, this director decided to get twisted and put 50 feet of monkey bars in one section, and then a 40 foot piece of monkey bars over the water on another. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking, Um, uh, but, and then it just goes back to, you know, every race director has their base obstacles. Um, we're all going to have walls. We're all going to have monkey bars. We're all going to have rings. We're all going to have pipes. We're, I mean, there's so many different apparatuses we're all going to have. Yeah. But it's about with overload. It's, and you mentioned and you nailed it. It's about um, giving, and, and I'm overstepping my boundaries here using this, but um, giving people like Logan, who was obstacle heavy, an advantage. Um, and I didn't think of it as being an advantage uh logan can run i'm not saying he can't run but with 13 lead changes and the males elite at my last race um it truly 110 proved my theory got a phone call from a guy that said hey i'm about to sign up for swamp battle i hear you're bringing obstacles yes i am will you bring a low rig buddy i can't say what i'm going to bring to swamp battle because you know swamp battle has a designer and they have a builder they have a director they have a board of directors i said um i can talk to brian about it and see if he'll allow me because you know we don't step on each other's toes we are here to uplift and support every entity uh no different than hildervat Um, we're here to uplift each other, to bring each other up because there's more than enough. There are going to be so many people that go to Dan's race, um, here. That's not going to go to mine because it's logistics. It's who has vacation time, who doesn't have vacation time. It's all that. So there's more than enough money. Um, as they say in the pot to spread it out and to play fair. Um, so with that, you know, i Talk to brian brian was like um we're gonna we're gonna definitely use a lot of stuff we're gonna play we're gonna put whatever we can um you can go ahead and have your own little overload area yeah so um i am bringing some toys to swamp battle um but this gentleman was like i'm only gonna sign up if that little rig's there <laughs> no big deal right i'm confused here yeah he goes listen i signed up for swamp battle i met you at swamp battle in 2020 it kicked my ass. I come to your race. I had it until I got to the pipe, but you added another 10 feet to your rig because that's not fair. I finally had an opportunity to crush the dang thing that kicked my teeth in at swamp battle, but you added 10 more feet to your rig, Aaron. He goes, I know you added 10 more feet to your rig because I stood back and I had my dang wife take a picture of it. Cause I said, something's different. <laughs> he goes, so I will take the 380 mile drive, come down to Swamp Battle, and I will register right now. If you're going to get that low rig in it,
1: hey. <laughs> I mean, can you can you blame him for wanting to you know for redemption?
0: No, I don't. I don't blame him because you know I've um, I've I wanted to do uh, the beater so bad at Spartan um, during the Super. That's an obstacle that I can crush. Um, That's an obstacle that when I say I can crush, oh my gosh, I crush it. Um, Think of monkey bars going this way, right? Mm -hmm. But now turn your body sideways. Okay, You have all the control in the world. Solid L's straight through it. I was watching people fall left and right. And I was, you know, I stepped out with more heart than scar. So I waited for all the team members. Um, I helped a few team members, um, did, you know, You know, did what I was supposed to do uh, with Zach and allowed everybody to do their thing. Um, started coaching, started helping because that's what we do. We help people along the way. Uh, you never know, may open the door to help somebody in the future. So I waited for them to get done. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Everyone was done. I did that bad boy six times in a row. Oh, yeah. Boom. Walked back. Boom. Walked back. Boom. Walked back. Doom. Walked back. <laughs> that was one of those obstacles. Um, I didn't design that obstacle. Um, let me just go and say that at the beacon and before I go any further with this. I never designed that obstacle. That obstacle was uh, designed by, um, ah, shoot, obstacle was designed by somebody else. But when I first saw the prototype of that, I was like, that's me <laughs> all day long, all day long. And uh, it kicked me in my teeth um, a couple of years, a year ago, it kicked me in my teeth. I mean, it really did. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So what does anybody that, what does anybody do that love obstacles that just wants to crush it? Do you find a way? Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Lindsay, no, um, Nicole Miracle. I watched Nicole do it on uh, YouTube. And I sat there and I'm just like, <laughs> face bomb. Really? I mean, yeah. bomb wasn't the word for it. I was like, I've had this wrong the whole damn time. I had monkey bars wrong. I had this wrong. I had that wrong. So when I got to it finally after waiting a full year, and this goes to what we were talking about, about um, the obstacles. Yeah, I waited a full year to go back and to kick this dang thing square in the nuts. And I did. And I was so nervous when I went up there. Cause I had, um, I had all the weight of this one obstacle that I failed that I just burped out on. And I don't do burpees, you know, I hate burpees. I'm in burpee groups, but I is hate there, burpees. Is there anyone that loves them? Yes. There's, there's a guy in the burpee group that loves it. He created burpees, but I'll tell you what he, uh, 100 burpees for 100 days and it's a good group of people strong individuals um up here because we build each other up yeah. you know it's going back to i don't care what team you're on if if you're on get it if you're on trinity if you're on mit if you're on iron Ant fitness you know it, it don't matter what team you're on we're here to do one thing lift people up exactly. so um after being kicked in my nuts and being able to do it not once, not twice, not three times, four times, five times. I was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. It, and so going back to that gentleman, you know, it's like, I get it, man. I really get it because I've felt that before. <laughs> exactly.
1: And and um, you know, and there's, we all have that, that one obstacle that we dread yes. the entire time. Like this thing kicked my ass last time. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, for a little while for me, yes. um, for a little while for me, it was the Z wall. Um, Oh was, my gosh. It, I built those because I couldn't do them. <laughs> and you're figuring out. Okay. Let's see. Let's, <laughs> let's make it more challenging. Yes. And, yeah. But I mean, you know, you know, structurally, you know how they work and, and you know, the, the purpose behind them. Yes. But, but even then they're still challenging. Like oh my I, gosh. I absolutely yes. hate anything that has to do with throwing things. I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on the spear throw, man, every time 50, 50, like seriously, I could get up there. And I don't know if it's because like, I don't know if there's like a, a difference in the weights between events or what, but it's like, sometimes I get up there and I'll, I'll get myself set, get my form, throw it boom, dead on next race. I get up there and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to kill this. Cause I did it last time, get up there. And it's like, nope. Just completely oh rushed by the whole thing, like didn't even come close. So yeah, I
0: did the same thing uh Saturday and Sunday. Um nailed it Saturday, put it, I mean just killed it. Sunday, I was like, first one I threw, I missed. I was like, <laughs> son of a uh, gun. So me and uh me and Josh, uh me and Josh Kohler, we went ahead and did the penalty lap together. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so um it was it was a long talk we had because the penalty lap really sucked. Yeah, I bet. Um And, you know, what's even worse about it is I have the spear throw at the house. Um, My buddy, Travis, who owns a tree company here, he's a beast. He doesn't miss. I don't think he's ever missed at my house. And I don't even want him to be in my yard anymore playing on the obstacles (laughs) because we always end up there and I always end up depressed and I've got it there. And it's just like (laughs) I even made the foam. Um, So I did the foam. I used Mm -hmm. to do the hay, um, but then after after gosh six months seven months replacing it twice in florida was just like ah, i'll go do the foam so i got a big huge foam block and i made it smaller than what spartans are by about three inches on each side so six inches smaller width wise and height wise it's about i want to say about maybe a foot smaller and i did that on purpose so that oh, yeah. when i get to a spartan the target's like whoa oh yeah um but yeah, God, I kind of hate that. I really do. I hate um, yeah. Because it, it's either going to lead to a very terrible penalty lap or it's going to leave those dang dreaded burpees. Yep. I just, uh, I can't deal with them.
1: Absolutely. Um, Aaron. So before we wrap up, um, do you have any advice or encouragement that you want to give listeners?
0: Oh man, I do. Um, take the initiative and go for a walk. Um, grab your kids, grab your dogs Put them in a stroller. Heck, go go buy a used bike if you ain't got a bike for your kids. Um, just just go out there and just attempt to get off the couch. Um, we have we have so many people that we have in our hearts, um, and people have underlying conditions, and they don't know they don't know about their underlying conditions. They don't know they have heart problems. They don't know that they're borderline diabetic. Um, let's just face reality. Who wants to go to a doctor, right? So. You go to a doctor when you're sick and that's really it because you're sick and tired of copays, and you really don't want to be in medicine. So I get it. I do. But if you take the initiative and you go out there, other people will see you out there. Um, other people will be like, man, he just did a 5K. Who cares about your time? I've got a very strong 5K time, uh, 26 minutes. Um, but the best 5K I ever did in my life uh, happened to be uh, Sober Spartan 5K. Uh, Joey was on the break and I was pulling Erica, uh, not only up the mountain, but on the ground. And it was the absolute best 5k I ever had because it wasn't about me. And where I'm going with that is sometimes when we look at our lives, we forget about the people around us. We forget how many people we affect during the day, our positivity, um, our sense of humor. Um, our, our, crazy nuttiness that we have inside. There's something about every single one of us that other people see. It could be the beard. It could be the gray, the devil. I was told <laughs> that when this, this is the devil. Cause I don't have the horns. Oh, I was yeah. told this is the devil. Cause this is the only place I got gray hair. So, um, people rely on us daily that we don't know. Them. So take the initiative, go for a walk, walk put your kid on a bike, are go on a bike yourself. You don't have to spend $200 at a gym. You can join a gym for $10 a month right now. Mm-hmm. Join a gym. Just be comfortable with who you are as an individual. Um, I will I will say this um, with within closing this. Um, Dan from Hilderot, um OCR, uh, he does beach OCRs. I about gave up. Um, with this whole COVID thing happening, I was doing a lot of traveling. I was helping people build obstacles. I was designing obstacles for people's backyards and, uh, really just doing everything I could to, to hide the fact that I was diabetic. Um, to hide the fact that I'm a half a percenter. Uh, this last Spartan race, I took a lot of shots to survive it. Um, my sugar just would not come down. It just kept climbing and climbing mm-hmm. and climbing, which is opposite of what it normally does. Normally the more active I am, it goes down. It just, pink race decided to say, hey, I'm not going to produce nothing. Good luck. Um, and then decided it was going to produce everything. But Dan had this beach race and, and I'm not, not your typical race director, obviously. You can tell that. Um, COVID hit. Uh, we Julie had, had to cancel um, the Meridian uh, race, um, Celtic Warrior. Um, so I had nothing to do. I was going to Mississippi. I was going to go play in the mud with my friends and have <laughs> fun. Um, come to find out that um, not that far from my house, uh, on the Jacksonville Beach, that there was a OCR. And it's like, OCR? Um, that's pretty cool on a beach. The heck, why am I going to go to the beach and run a 5k? This is stupid. Well, so I'm not going to turn on the beach. Joe's crab shacks right there. I'm going to go eat. (laughs) So my, my idea was, you know, completely crazy. Um, but, and this is where I'm going with the whole diabetes thing and, and being active. I was not motivated to do a thing at all I wasn't motivated to tell anybody hey life gets better for you when you're diabetic we just have to start to eat better we have to group up together we have to use each other as a support group and a support staff wasn't motivated for that my motivations were tied up and doing everything else and I get to his race and I check in I go over the boardwalk my mouth hit the ground and I was like holy crap regardless if you like beaches or not Here is rigs on a beach. Here is monkey bars. Here is rings. Here's a multi-rig. Here's an A-frame cargo. Here's a hoist, And it's shiny, and it's glimmering, and the sun's coming up from the back. And as the sun's coming up, I'm just like, there's Ryan Woods. There's Heidi Williams. There's Noel. There's Joe. I mean, it's just like, holy crap. Where has OCR been? (laughs) You know, wow. They're hosting a race, um, in May, um, May 22nd, May 23rd. It's a three part race. Um, I do have things to do with it. I am the builder for Dan, but this is why I'm the builder for Dan because he like, um, other people have been told he's crazy. I've been told I'm crazy. Now I just smile at it because I know I am. Heck, you should see some of these obstacles I build. (laughs) I am crazy. Um, But it's, it's a, it's a short track and it's three loops. So it's a one mile track that you gotta do three times. Um, It's on the beach. I don't care who you are um, in, in life as an individual or your character because actions show differently when, when you're in different elements, but therapy, beach therapy, just think about that. You'd be locked up in the snow for six months. I know where you're at. It's, it's hit or miss. Um, or you can go hit the woods and just relax, hit some four wheelers or hit some jet skis, you know, whatever world you're in. Um, but there was something special about that race. There's something special about Dan. Um, there's something very special about Julie, uh, about Jason, about Brian, about Kristen, about Jennifer. Um, all these people Doug, Donald, um, Garfield from Spartan. There's something special that. When you group together, um, all your worries disappear. Um, there is a pro series that's going to be there. You want to talk about an opportunity in OCR history to be in the middle. Me and you, really, in the middle of the course, watching Lindsey Webster, Nicole Miracle, Face um, Ryan Atkins, Ryan Woods, VJ. and and everybody else, all these, all these mainstream people. And we're talking the way that this course is designed. You're going to be able to pretty much put your hand out there and almost touch them. Awesome. That brings me to, to where I'm at with get off the couch. Okay. Mm -hmm. See what OCR has to offer you. If you're not into OCR, we need to do a better job of promoting a healthy living. We have to, There's nothing wrong with having a few beers. There's nothing wrong with going out and having uh, casual drinks with your friends, as long as it doesn't affect the safety and well-being of your family. Um, There's nothing wrong with me saying, hey, you're going to be in Texas. I want to show up. You know, I've got some extra vacation time. Those are the things that we need to do better, not only as race directors, as race people, but as human beings. We need to use these OCR platforms that are out there. Um, Southern Spartans, Spartan 4-0, uh, Sober Spartans, uh, BeastNet, obviously, um, More Heart Than Scars, uh, Trinity Fitness. Uh, there's so many groups out there that are there to help. We just need to do a better job promoting these groups and promoting the people within these groups to help save a life um use ocr come to florida beach therapy i mean seriously i mean that's in uh, that's in may um may 22nd may 23rd Weather's going to be great um go check out phoenix racing um see what they have on their site um i mean for crying a lot of the ocrs are out there uh, oh, thanks yeah. to uh directors like Dan, thanks to directors like Julie, thanks to directors like the team from Trinity Fitness that does Swamp Battle, um, Hubie, Garfield, um, me. I mean, thanks to everybody pulling us all together. Um, so I guess in closing, all I got to say is just get out of the house, continue to have fun, bring your kids up, take that first step. Um that one step could save somebody else's life because you're not being selfish behind a, on a couch, playing video games all day long um, and not being healthy. Your kid, your son, your daughter, your nephew, your niece may have an underlying condition and may never see it. But if they see that you're out there and you're active and you put a post out there on social media, I ran a 5K, it took me two hours, I'm so excited. Somebody like me is going to go, yay! I'm so proud of you. Exactly. That's so awesome. I don't care what your time is. Yeah, you know, it's like the guy that sat at the low rig for over an hour. Yeah, he could have sat there for four days. I would not have tore that dang thing apart if that man said, "Leave this up. I'm not leaving Florida until I do this." <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, people get out and use the resources that are out there. Use the different team members that you have uplift each other, um, use social media for the positive. Don't use it for the negative, uh, spread kind words and just pass a smile to people. I mean, because it could change and alter someone's life. Um, check out exactly. local racing lionheart heart fitness for kids up in the Chattanooga area. Um, just have fun. I mean, the race in July is going to be huge. Uh, we've got a 15 K and a five K trail race, We have a 10K OCR, we have a 3K OCR kids course, and we have a 5K OCR on Sunday. Um, I'm getting ready to launch a one-time coupon code for that. And that coupon code um, is going to be from a sponsor that just signed up. um, And possibly they're going to sign up for 2022 as well. Um, Bang, energy drinks. There you go. Yes. Um, so that code we'll put on a link um, for everyone to actually be able to use and have um, as well, but no, things are looking really good in Florida. Things are looking really good everywhere else too. We just have to dig in. OCRs are out there. You just have to get off the couch. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you
1: so much for being our guest on Beastnet tonight and for giving us motivation, inspiration to be stronger, better versions of, of ourselves. Um, It has seriously been a pleasure, and we definitely look forward to to getting back with you in the future. Not
0: a problem. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.